Hi, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I'm your host, Abigail Gazda. All right, welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, you guys. Who I am going to introduce to you and bring your heart to is a very near and dear friend, near and dear colleague, and near and dear coach. Jen Shaw was one of my own coaches back in the day, and we have been continuing to inspire each other and watch each other's growth. And, you know, we did a little bit behind the scenes conversation before we jumped on here just to really catch up about what the heck we are up to in life because we are both, I love the way Jen said it, and we're going to talk about this today, is leveling up. So we're going to talk about that and what it looks like for us and what it could look like for you. So just to give you a little picture of who the heck you're going to hear from today, Jen is an ontologically trained life coach and leadership coach also, which I love, is a certified yoga teacher. I'm always watching your yoga life from afar. <laughs> um, so she really coaches clients in creating breakthroughs in their businesses and their lives. So she created her business called The Bold Thing to help people bring their visions to life. Get this in a sustainable way. And we're going to talk about that because it's easy to kickstart something, but to sustain it looks incredibly different. So the bold thing is not just the bold thing, a company. It's a conversation to have. It's an action to take. It's a way of life. It's a way of entrepreneurship and it's totally a way of creating breakthrough results. And that's exactly what Jen does for herself, her life, her business, and then the people in the world that she gets to work with and impact. So Jen, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Abigail. It's a gift to get to be with you and witness this new thing you're doing and be a part of it and unleash our hearts together. Yes. And I got to tell you, it's so interesting because I did not realize, you know, when we were working together, a lot of the growth I was working on was coaching clients and getting more clients. And I was very uh, focused on that. And so actually, before we even jump into this conversation, I want to do a fun little exercise. Now, you guys, if you're driving, listen to the podcast later and do it again. Uh, but I want you to take <laughs> your hands and put them up to the sides of your eyes and just look forward and notice what it is that you see within your hands. And then go ahead and expand your hands just like maybe 10 degrees or 15 degrees and look around the room again. And notice what else you see. And then take your hands and go about 20, 30 degrees more. And notice not only that you see more, but like your eyes are actually relaxing naturally. Your face is relaxing naturally. And then just go ahead and open your hands completely. Like you can even take them down and look completely side to side. And notice all that you see. One step further, take your head left take your head right and notice that there's an entirely new world available than when you had your hands up in tunnel vision. So when I was working with Jen, I noticed how much I wanted to work on my coaching career and she expanded my mind and literally 
opened up my world to an entirely new possibility, a, a possibility with my book and with my speaking and with growing gratitude. And it was shortly after working with her that the podcast idea came to life. And I would have never considered these things possible as far as making money and a career. And what we're going to bring to you today is a conversation about what it looks like to get paid to be you. Because we don't have to fit a mold. It's BS. And anyone who tells you you do, it's BS. So Jen, thanks for bearing with me because that's one of my favorite exercises. And I have not brought it to the podcast, but you of all people would definitely inspire that conversation. And you know, what do you have to say about that? Because I'm sure you do that work with more than just me. (laughs) It actually speaks a lot to me because my background before coaching was a low vision therapist. And I actually did work with people who did lose their peripheral vision due to glaucoma. I got to actually see what life looked like when you actually didn't have the vision Mm. and how that allowed you to function your physical world. And if you take that to what we're doing, like living our dreams, our aspirations, our possibilities, we limit ourselves, but it's a different kind of vision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if if you imagine like seeing that visually impaired person with their cane, they can't get around, they're running into stuff, they can't see what's around them, they're scared. That's actually what it's like when we limit our vision for our life. Yes. It's a powerful metaphor. It is. That was, that was very, like, I feel it in my bones. And yeah. it is because to have, like, not have vision, I mean, there's sight, And then there's vision, right? And what you said there was like, we're always bumping into things. Like, think about that. Emotionally, mentally, we're always bumping into things that keep us beelined. And yeah, it's amazing to at least have that awareness because once you have the awareness, of course, we can shift it. So, and you, my dear, have been making lots of shifts in your life. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about that? Yes. Where to start? You may need to reel me in, sister. (laughs) Go right ahead. Run with it. Um, yeah. So maybe just speaking into what you shared about leveling up, Mm -hmm. um, would that be a good place to go? Yeah. Wonderful. I started off on my journey to entrepreneurship very differently than a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people might say, oh my gosh, Jen, wasn't it scary? How'd you do it? And the thing, yes, it was scary, but I don't know what it's like to have started a business by myself. Mm-hmm. And so I got to start my business when I was in my coaching and leadership program and I had a team surrounding me and I had a coach. And, um, so I don't know what it's like to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I stepped outside of a team for a while and it was great because I just, I needed a little bit of space. I needed to hear myself fully again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started to get very clear, like, okay, it's time to level up. And what we mean by leveling up is taking our life and business to the next level. And what happens for most of us is we have done some big things and then we get comfortable inside of those big, scary things and they're no longer big and scary. And so then we just keep generating the same result and the same result and the same result And we're like, why aren't I making more money? Why aren't I having more fun? Why aren't I doing this? Why aren't I doing that? It's it's time to level up. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And um, so what I've been recently doing is traveling out to San Diego. Mm. And I've been a part of a transformational leadership training. And that's part of my leveling up structure. Yeah. How has it been expanding your capacity again? You know, it's been confronting, to be honest. <laughs> um, you know, when I started the work of transformation, my heart was not unleashed, y'all. <laughs> my heart was inside of a lot of armor, and I didn't know how much armor there was. And even despite being so committed to transformational work through so many entities for four plus years, this program is showing me how much more that my heart still can be unleashed mm-hmm. and, and how important it is to keep practicing the unleashing of it. Because man, those ways we protect ourselves and don't want to get hurt and want to play small, they come back so fast. And so I'm actually looking at unleashing my heart as a yoga practice. Wonderful. Because your yoga practice is to get you to yoga. You <laughs> practice yoga to have yoga. Got it. I love that so right? much. Like there's no there there. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're doing it or you're not there. I love it's It's comparable to that quote, like, there is no try. You're doing it or you're not, you know? And I, I just said that. that to someone today. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, this reminds me of a conversation that I'd love the listeners to hear is the difference between self-improvement and self-mastery. Because often from the outside looking in, it can just look like, oh, there goes Jen doing another thing. Especially when you, you've gone from team, then you go to self for a while and now you're back with team. It's like, oh, well, what happened? There could, especially from the outside looking in. Now, listeners, I want you to expand this to life. You're listening to two coaches talking about their coaching practice and business, but you can apply this to your job. You can apply this to your health and wellness. How many of you have signed up for a program, then went back to self thinking you can do it on your own or like just literally having that want to do it on your own and then going back to team, like ages, stages, and phases. So I would love for you, Jen, to speak to the difference between self-improvement and self-mastery. Yeah, and, and thanks for putting in for the speakers to listen mm-hmm. for whatever lens is applicable to them. Because mm-hmm. while I'm talking about my business, it's just a context. Totally. And you can have a context anywhere, right? Well, hey, what, I, what's a context? It's a fancy schmancy word for mindset. <laughs> Great. <laughs> like you gave the analogy of the tunnel vision. Yeah. Just imagine that you're taking it off different colored glasses and you're putting on, like, if you want the rose colored glasses, just take off whatever crappy pair you're wearing and put the rose-colored ones on. They're available to you. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. I just heard it and it has been like probably a couple weeks ago, it has been resonating with me so much. I want to bring it is suffering is optional. Now I have it that there's a lot of, that would trigger some argument, but like Suffering is optional. You can take the blue glasses off and you can pop the red glasses on and you can see it that way and you can choose your power. So think, thanks for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love that you asked the question because um, I have had a lot of people say, Jen, you've had to have vested a lot of time, money, money and energy in the past four plus years over everything that I've seen you doing. Mm-hmm. When is enough enough? 
Mm. And so I love that you asked the question because I think when you even just hear the phrase self-improvement, it leads you to think that there's something to fix, to Mm. keep making better, to keep improving. And while I'm not going to say that I'm not continuing to improve, um, self-improvement is usually coming from a mindset. I am not good enough how I am. I am not enough in the world. I feel better when I have more of these things behind me to prove that I'm enough. Look at me, look at me, I did this now. Um, And it's about fixing a problem that you see in yourself. I think what makes mastery very different is I am whole, I am healthy, I am complete. I don't actually need any of these things I'm going out and doing. I'm actually choosing them. And why I'm choosing them is I know and believe that we can go deeper and deeper into any of these conversations until we take our last breath. Mm-hmm. And again, as a yoga teacher, I relay a lot of it to yoga. You're never done with the practice of yoga. You never perfect the practice of yoga. You just become a master of it. And when we become a master of it, it's really just starting to notice all of it, like what we need, when we need it. I'm doing that thing. I'm going to get out of that thing. And first and foremost, for me, it's about being a stand for evolution on the planet. Mm. Because I believe that this work has the power to transform the entire world. And so it's a stand for the planet. I used to want to be an environmentalist, found a backdoor way to help the planet. Let's (laughs) help And it's also a stand for my clients because if I'm not really immersed in the conversation of transformation, I forget who I am. The stories and the fear comes back Mm -hmm. and it comes back with a quickness because that stuff never goes away. You know, and if anyone tells you that they're lying to you, it is wiring in your brain. The wiring will never go away. It's your operating system. Mm. You can create some new pathways in there but it'll never go away. And it's also a stand for me to keep living a great life, um, connecting with people, building relationships with people and continuing to see how much deeper I can go in my heart, in everything I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're a master, when you're with people, you know, you can apply it to anything in life, but maybe let's say when you're coaching, it's not about in your head, like what's the right question? What's the solution for this person? The mastery is simply being with them with your heart 100% open, Mm -hmm. meeting them where they're at and being with them and loving them and serving. Yeah. Totally serving. Wonderfully said. Like, I I just want (laughs) to, there was like gem after gem there. So thank you for bringing that whole conversation to these ears and these hearts because that's the work we get to do. And I love what you tied in with yoga and everything. And, you know, the last part of what you were saying specifically to self mastery is this isn't about fixing. There's nothing broken here. Self mastery is a constant, constant progression. And, you know, I say it a lot about like when you're done, it's your last day. (laughs) 
there is no done. There's no made it. You, you don't mat like you're not done with yoga. You just keep doing it. Same thing with working out. Like a lot of people will get to a certain fitness level and say they've made it. Another example would be like either marriage or getting a house or a certain promotion, having quote unquote made it now they're better now is all an illusion because what you, we're going to, we're going to bounce further back in this conversation is that you end up creating a bigger container for your life, bigger home, bigger life, bigger job. And eventually you naturally adapt again. So yeah. it doesn't matter how big you go. You naturally, because you're growing with your life, naturally it's time to level up. You can start to listen to the tugs and whispers of your heart saying, mm, I feel a transformation coming like just by way of nature. And you know what? You sparked something that I that just came to me when you said that. Because some people will say, when are you going to be, you know, like done? You're great. You're already great. You're in your greatness. <laughs> but you know what I notice? When people aren't constantly inviting themselves into a bigger game and working on stretching their comfort zone, I notice that people struggle a lot more with depression and anxiety. Yes. Because something inside of them knows they're not living their soul's purpose on the planet. They get bored. We bring the drama du jour <laughs> when we are not stretching our life. And I know it because I do it. And so many clients, when they're not stretching, anxiety, depression, um, sickness, boredom, you name it. When we are stretching, we are actually more happy, healthy people based on what I've come to notice in myself and in the people I serve. Yeah. So that's why for me, because I actually do have a past of pretty, pretty horrible anxiety. Yeah. And for me, coaching and yoga has actually been part of what allowed me to live a life that's pretty anxiety free. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that was going to happen for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, hearts listeners, who is she speaking to? Who's getting it? Who's nodding along in this episode? Oh man, that I think you covered like half the population at least. <laughs> and yes, it, it's serious because you guys, the, the whole point of the Hearts Unleashed podcast is like, you've got to listen to that stuff, honor it, and then unleash it. And Jen, you spoke to it so clearly is like, I know when I'm not and I, I kind of call it maxing out. Like I know I'm not stretching myself towards that fullest potential. And I want to even draw it back more. It's like, sometimes I get a lot, I'm sure you get this in coaching. It's like, I don't even know my purpose or like, I don't even know what I want. So you've gone far enough or you've like just stayed comfortable enough where what's possible isn't even something that you're looking at. We're surrounded by our comfort zone or what may be in the way, the drama du jour, I love how you put it, or basically like what our excuses are. And so there, today's conversation is an invitation past that into self-mastery, understanding your heart so well that there's literally no other option but to, but to follow it. <laughs> You know, and, and what you said too, not even knowing our purpose, it surprises a lot of people to find out that this time five years ago, I was in a job that I felt trapped in for years because my skills were so mastered with my master's degrees with the eye. Mm. I didn't know where else I could go, what else I could do. And I was tragically upset with my life. Yeah. And all it took was 
a few steps with the right people and the, I'm using air quotes, right direction. Cause I yeah. think, just, <laughs> but it opened up everything for me. And I actually was able to use everything in my background that I thought was trapping into what I do now. So, and that change for me happened. I literally went from one month where stuck for years, depressed, devastated. Is this all that there is for me? Never thought it would be entrepreneurship. I was never given that opportunity in my life. Play it safe, work for the government or the state and get retirement was what I was taught. <laughs> and, um, so I literally went from being a, a Debbie Downer, a negative Nancy, to um, you could see a dramatic change in just three months, six months. So this doesn't take as long as we think. And the transformation is not about becoming somebody new. It's moving the layers that are in front of your heart to let yourself out. We're not becoming new people. We're already these people. Yes. It's beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. This is Hearts Unleashed. Like you are not uh, becoming, it's so, so wonderfully said, Jen. And you guys, it's about knowing, owning, loving, and sharing yourself. And Jen, thank you for uh, like taking down the big scary idea that this has to be long and drawn out because it took three months to see a shift. It took six months to see another shift. And you then you just love to keep going with it. That's the self-mastery piece. But it doesn't take this, uh, like, ooh, like as if it is so daunting. And I think that a lot of us tend to procrastinate on, like they know they need to make a shift. In fact, I want to tap into anybody who's listening on this. It's like, if you're telling yourself there's more to life, or like it, you can't stop thinking like, is this it? It's your, like this, that this is your call to action. And it, yeah. it, in three months, it can look dramatically different. You know, for me, the question, is this it? I, I read the question as I'm stuck mm. and it's really an invitation to say, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you don't know you just have to start by saying, no, this is not it. That right there will start something new in the trajectory just by saying it. So I I share that because for me, um, I I didn't, I didn't inquire more. I did believe it was it. Mm -hmm. I imagined myself, okay, I got this many years until I can retire. You can do it. (laughs) And when I was like, oh, it's not it. There's actually a whole bunch more. Oh, I wish I would have known that. Yes. yes. Why didn't anyone tell me this? Right. Well, oh, it's, it, it's a, this is just perfect because this gives anybody permission to really explore what is possible and you're not stuck and it doesn't have to be hard. You, you have know, a- and it can look like any way, yeah. you know, maybe you just start diving deeper into the yoga philosophy of your yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just start, you know, maybe you work with a coach, maybe you work with a therapist. There's so many ways, you know, how it unfolded for me was actually because I was in serious pain because the universe decided to wake me up to my unsustainable lifestyle by getting me T-boned by a van. Wow. And that opened me up to a lot of new stuff. And I tried everyone under the sun to support me with physical pain. And I found someone that said, hey, this might sound crazy, but we know a guy that can help. And it was one meeting with him where he looked in my eye and he said, I see you. And he saw me. 
And he had an hour and a half conversation with me and got me. It was like he was a psychic. And I started working with him. And all of a sudden I was reconnected to spirit. And I just met all the right people at the right time. It took one man in one 90 minute conversation. That's all. Yes. And, and it can be the pivot that changes the rest of your life or transforms it. So I love it because now you have produced a ton and you were kind of touching on it. So I want to bring this up is the work that you do because you, you marry coaching with neuroscience and clearly you were gotten, you were heard. This man said, I see you. And he tapped into something incredibly different than some medical, like, and I'm not, there's nothing wrong with the medical field. We got it. It's all great. But when you're treating a, when you're putting a bandaid on something that needs heart surgery, you're not going to get your results. So tell us a little bit about your angle. You know, it was really important to me when I launched my practice, when I saw everyone out there getting leadership and coaching training, I was just like, you know, what's going to set me apart? There are so many people doing the same work. And so I I was working with a coach. And so, you know, I had someone asking the questions that I needed to be asked. Um, I, I was working with teams of people reflecting what they saw. And what I started noticing right away was, and this is before I branded or anything, because, you know, I was like, I, I got to kind of see who, who even wants to talk to me before <laughs> I do anything. And um, I started noticing that um, it was very corporate clients who wanted to talk to me, which was not my background. I was shocked. I was like, I'll work with the yogis and the spiritual people. And they didn't want to talk to me. <laughs> None of them did. I was like, what's going on? My people don't love me. (laughs) So what I realized with a lot of corporate people is they're very brilliant and they're very skeptical. And I don't mean this in a bad way. I think skepticism is good if you're willing to be curious and see what's there because there's a lot of quacks out there. Mm -hmm. I think we're in trouble when we're cynics. Mm -hmm. But um, so what I learned was a people are already trusting me because I've got a background in rehabilitation, counseling, behavioral psychology. And I already know how to work with people on, on different levels. And um, so what I started realizing was the reason why I actually left the field of vision was I started realizing that my patients were not fully stepping into the training I gave them or the tools and devices I gave them because they had a story that they were the label of their disability. And I was like, why can't they just see themselves? They need something else. And then I was like, oh my God, vision. Okay, I'm doing vision things differently. And then I was like, okay, Jen, the end of your time there, you were learning how to rewire the brain and the eye because the eye was fine. It was the neural pathway that connected it. And I was like, if you can do that for people to see with their eyes, why can't you do it to see with the other parts of themselves? So I started studying um, like neuroscience and coaching. And because it's my background, I got it really quick. And then I realized like, oh my God, hot mama, you also have a background in behavioral psychology and it's all about patterns. And so you can work on breaking up patterns more efficiently and quickly than other coaches. And you can work on building new pathways more quickly than other coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, And once I was able to stand out in a way that was authentic to me, the way I could share just blew up 
And it's not because that I pair the neuroscience and coaching that I'm successful. It's because I'm wildly passionate about it and I believe in it. And that is what invites people to be with me. And there's all sorts of ways that you can do it no matter what you're doing. There's always a way to bring in your special gifts and stand out. Even if a million other people are doing it, no one's going to do it the way you're doing it. Mm. (laughs) I am so glad my listeners get to meet you. This is great. So I want to touch on a few things. I want to start with a testimony of your coaching. May I? Yes, of course. <laughs> now, now that I can actually be with acknowledgement, I love it. That's good. Oh, we, oh, that's a whole nother podcast know, episode. Right? Um, you guys, okay, so first off, if you ever meet me, you'll notice that I have a tattoo on my left wrist, and it is the chakras. I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan, but it's the dancing lady. It's his logo. And what this tattoo represents is dancing with every part of yourself. And I got this while working with Jen and inspired by coaching with her. I remember a very specific call in which she was working with me and had me going inside of myself and meeting one of these parts that I had previously resisted. And I tried to like, you know, let's call this an inner child. Uh, I forget which age she was, but this was an inner child who felt shame and um, embarrassment and all these things. And, and Jen invited me to get inside of myself and spend some time with this little child that I used to resist so much. And when I just spent a few moments with her, she felt heard. I felt like responsible is really the word, but I just felt like I was in charge in the best way. Like I brought that little child in and I spent so much love on her and so much time with her. And I learned that there's many different parts of us. There's oh, like you could, there's, we just have these different natural identities and then obviously different age phases. So when I learned that I could spend time with the different parts of me and love them rather than resist them, I became my fullest, fullest self. Like it was, it was a total level up moment and it was another chance. What we were sharing earlier, becoming more of who you are and allowing that part of your heart to be unleashed. So thank you. First off. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause it really represents me to the power of that conversation. And the beautiful thing is that's the beauty when you really become more masterful Mm -hmm. because that's not a conversation I've ever had with anyone else. Mm -hmm. And I have it. I never will. Yeah. It was what you brought out in me. And I don't even know if we call that coaching at this point, (laughs) you know, but it, it was feeling your heart. And what does this woman need from me? Yeah. Who do I need to be for her? What does she need? And really just allowing it to unfold and open. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. And the reason I I felt so compelled to share that experience with you because, and what you just said, it's not about what I do. There's no like tool or strategy or exercise for this. It's who I'm being. You listened for what I needed and you stepped into it boldly and passionately. And that's who you're being with people. And it's amazing and it's impactful. And so thank you. And I want to bring this to the listeners because Jen shared in multiple different ways that you, it doesn't matter what you do. And it doesn't matter if a hundred other people are doing it. 
the way in which you are being will have it be different. And she said when she was branding herself, she kept asking like, why me? Or why would people choose me over the next coach? Or my neuroscience with my coaching, like that's specific, but still why me? And then I also want to laugh with you because you said my yogis wouldn't work with me. What the hell's wrong? How did I attract these corporate people, right? Because that's who needed you. And that's where you serve best and most in that time frame and that moment. And so you guys, if you're resisting who you are and the different parts and what you're called to naturally, or just out of fear of other people are doing it, no one can replicate who you are. And so thank you. Thanks for bringing that combo. Is there anything you'd love the listeners to hear out of that? I make it sound easy, but it took a lot to actually allow myself to step into that because I had a story that not coming from corporate, I couldn't serve corporate. And um, that was not true. I actually went in and did a lot of workshops and presentations within as well. Um, and, and so I think the thing I want you to hear is, yes, it's important for us to serve who we want to serve, but sometimes if the universe is serving you, just step back and take the gifts and see where it goes. I didn't know if I was going to stick with corporate, but it's who was coming to me. And as a new entrepreneur, they could pay me. So that was also great. <laughs> um, and, you know, and because when you are following your true path and honoring your gifts, it morphs if, if and when it needs to morph. And for me, it became very clear, oh, I'm really gifted at helping people get out of corporate America. Okay, then. Or the ones who didn't leave, reinventing their entire relationship to it so they could be empowered. Um, so that's when I decided to shift into the entrepreneurship and because I found that because of my journey, I was really well-versed at helping people take the leap because so many of the corporate people had such a strong skill set that they could use in a myriad of ways, but they couldn't see it. Yeah. Um, and so then, because I worked with the flow of the universe and not against, then I was like, oh, I get to serve entrepreneurs. And the reason is I consider myself unemployable. I can't work for other people. <laughs> I, ne I never could. Oh, I want to work for myself. Yes. And, um, and I'm good at it. And um, it was single-handedly one of the most impactful things that ever happened to me. And it was not ever a blip on my radar. And I would look around at everyone and say, oh, they're so lucky. How do they do it? And then one day I realized that every one of my friends were entrepreneurs. And I, then I finally asked the question, why can't I be? Why can't I be? Mm. And so then I got to start serving where my heart really was. Yeah. But if I would have pushed and been like, no, I need to serve the, the spiritual community, the yogis, I don't know where I'd be right now. I probably would have gotten frustrated and, and quit because mm -hmm. it wasn't where I was needed. Mm -hmm. Yes. And... Yeah. I teach yoga now, so I do get to serve that community. <laughs> and I actually have a lot of workshops where I pair coaching and yoga in one format to bring the full power of the body and the conversation in one. Yes. And that is actually the most full expression with serving that population that I ever could have dreamed. Mm -hmm. 
and that's that was actually going to be my very next question. So I love it for starting to answer is like you really have evolved through your practice, and and I what I'm hearing you say is that you gave up the expectation of how it would go in order to serve and it naturally evolved into like back into your expectations almost when you became unattached from it going a certain way the way that you wanted it to go came to you so what other ways has this evolved like what other offerings do you have or programs well um you know i was actually a maniac the year i took my coaching and leadership training and i was actually doing a yoga training at the same time because the opportunities just showed up and I was a hell yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I didn't actually teach yoga for three years. And then I finally realized I'm, I'm ready. So, um, so what I found is because I do the neuroscience, um, I found that the most authentic expression of me as a yoga teacher, which I wouldn't have seen if I tried to push it right after I graduated, I teach restorative yoga because restorative yoga is all about lowering the cortisol, which creates stress. And it's all about a healthy nervous system. Why? Because when our nervous system is healthy, we get the hell out of our own way and we create. And so even just in my regular weekly class, I'll bring in certain questions when we're in heart openers, because we're already unleashing the heart. So how about we ask some questions? Um, And then I was like, okay, I want more. And um, so I do workshops where it's coaching and yoga and I play with all kinds of things. My newest thing now is called bold practice for a busy brain. Mm -hmm. Slow it down, stretch out, create your life. We're at 60 minutes of restorative yoga, aromatherapy, breathing, meditation, followed by um, a a class after. I do that in a lot of workshops around Charlotte, North Carolina, where I'm based. I do that one-on-one with people too. Part of what I found when I started was it was really important to me to better my community. And so I wanted to get out everywhere. And so a lot of my products are based in Charlotte, which part of my leveling up is expanding to serve on a larger scale. Because my coaching has always been open to everybody. But now I'm like, I want to expand that more. And, um, you know, it's actually a really big gift because I led my first retreat last year and coached, but didn't teach yoga. And so I'm actually... Uh, co-leading another retreat um, actually in just over another month here in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I'm actually getting to coach and lead the yoga classes. Wonderful. So, you know, it's, it's coming full circle in retreats and workshops and one-offs or even in a coaching conversation where I'm like, are you sitting down? Stand up, get in warrior pose, get in mountain pose. If you want to generate courage, you can do that right now. Yes. Yes. And I, I use it anywhere and everywhere. Oh yes. That's per- It's perfect. Yeah. And, and I totally, I'm a big believer in the power stance. So I'll thank you for bringing that because yes. you can always get into power stance and literally generate that right then and there. So I'm interested in this retreat. Is it open for people not in North Carolina? Can we fly in and get there? All those it things. Is. The funny thing is most people that are coming are not from North Carolina. <laughs> We've got people coming from Missouri. We've got people coming from Wisconsin, from Minnesota. We've actually only got a few people who are coming from North Carolina. Now that said, um, you know, the workshop or the retreat is November 1st through 4th. And I think um, some people who are out of towners wanted to start planning earlier. Whereas us North Carolinians, we can literally hop in the car 
and be there, you know, in, in two hours. So there's a little less planning, but, um, registration is still open. If anyone does like the retreat thing, Mm -hmm. um, it's open actually for another two weeks from today. It's a special retreat for me because it's happening in the mountains and, I don't know if any of the listeners might notice, um, but it's it's in biblical statements as well as other transformational literature where they talk a lot about the epiphanies on the mountaintop. Mm. There's a reason for that. There's an energy to the mountains. So it's very on purpose for where this is occurring. It's at the Art of Living Center, which is the top Ayurvedic institute in the world. And Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga. And so it was very on purpose to be the first through the fourth because it's the time. And if you honor nature, at least in our country, it's time to slow down and start turning in. And we go holiday crazy and we speed up. Not sustainable. Not sustainable. So this is all restorative yoga, breath work, meditation, and diving deeply into what kind of relationship do you have with you? really doing some work on our relationship to self so that people can walk out with a personalized, not cookie cutter, personalized self-care plan to source them through the remainder of the year that honors the cycles of the earth. And reason why we felt this was important, my partner and I, is people are doing self-care plans that they found online. They don't work. If you're a really high energy person, you probably don't need a ton more high energy things. Take a nap as one of yours. Yeah. You know, yeah, so it's really honoring of that. Yeah. The customization of what you're sharing is so important because we try to fit a program. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I no. love that point. So wonderful. I love it. And this is amazing to like, just make available. So if people want to participate, where can they go? How can they find this? I'm pretty much accessible everywhere. The website is theboldthing.com, B-O-L-D. Mm-hmm. I'm also on LinkedIn as my name, Jen Schull, S-H-U-L-L. Uh, the Bold Thing has a Facebook business page. I have a personal page. I have an Instagram. And, um, you know, first and foremost, it's really important for me to take time to connect with people. And I never expect people to go into a big ticket purchase if they need questions answered. So my thing is always reach out because things are not good fits for everyone. I'm not the one for everyone. My stuff isn't the stuff for everyone, but I've got such a huge team of colleagues that I will probably know if you're looking for something, if it's not me, I probably have some idea of who has the gifts that you're looking for. So reach out. I'm just a maniac for anyone who's listening to have what they want. I don't care how you get it and who supports you to generate for yourself. I just want you to have it. Amen. I I think that's really, you know, the baseline of anyone who takes on this work is, you know, there's a way and it's going to be unique for you and it's possible. Go get it. So thanks for being open. Thanks for sharing that information. You know, before we begin to wrap up, I really want to uh, be a third party validation for your retreat because (laughs) when you said amazing things happen on mountainsides, I just want to attest to that. I chose to move to California on, on the side of, um, oh my gosh, Mount, oh my mammoth mountain. I was skiing and I was tired and I sat back and I was like, oh my God, like my problems are nowhere near 
as big as these mountains and these mountains have been here before me will be here after me. It was just the most awakening, most like I, I went away. My ego went away and I became one with the, with like, there was this majesty, there was this energy and this vibration. And like, so I want to attest to that because it made the difference in my life. Like you said earlier, like I was a hell yes. I became a hell yes. And I never looked back and I never questioned it. And so, oh, I'm so excited for anyone who's there because not to say they'll up and move to California or maybe North Carolina, but I'm sure they will have whatever they need come their way. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and the partner that I'm co-leading with, we're a really nice balance. You know, I, I, I do get all sweet and gooey at heart, but I also bring the rigor yeah. because first and foremost, I want people to get what they want. And that does require some rigor. Mm-hmm. So when she's not being rigorous enough, I bring that. And when I start getting into too much results, she's like, Hey, heart. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right too. So it's a really nice, um, get into the yang kind of a partnership. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love that offering the balance as well there. So thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, I just want to thank you for being here and I would love to wrap up with one of my favorite questions. And I feel like we've gotten to know your heart pretty well, but what does it look like for Jen Shaw's heart to be unleashed on this world? So much more up-leveling. Oh my. Like what I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm test running some speaking gigs around the community and it looks like um, then choosing my favorite cities because you got to have fun, right? My favorite cities and traveling monthly or more to share the message um, and not from ego, but from unleashing my heart. And it looks like continuing to do the work so I can really be vulnerable and authentic with it. It looks like pouring my love into my partner and our cats and our nest and um, being a stand for my clients. And first and foremost, what it looks like for me to keep unleashing my heart is to love myself unapologetically and keep loving myself more. Because if there's one thing that I found is, um, I spent a lot of years of my life not loving myself and there's an impact for that. And um, that, that little sweet one in there still needs a heck of a lot of love from me. And so it looks like unleashing it on her as well. Yeah. I have goosebumps over here because, you know, that, that actually just segues into another, I have to have another question is like hearts unleashed. I always ask what it would look like for the world to all the world to have their hearts unleashed. But I want to ask specifically to your answer is what do you see as possible with everyone loving themselves unconditionally and unapologetically. Can I tell you a quick little story? Yes, please. So this, this transformational leadership training that I'm doing out in San Diego, it, it's called hardcore leadership. It's, it's amazing. I found it through my cousin and um, they do these trainings all over the world. Um, the, the different exercises they do aren't limited to them. It's just the structure and the trainers they chose to do it. But we do an exercise where, um, and I, I don't want to give too much away just in case anyone ever does end up in it randomly. It's a small world, right? Uh, yeah. But I mean, there's an exercise where you get to make a choice with another person where you get to give them a one, two, three, or a four on your hands. And it, it gives them a very clear message of how you're rating them. And long story short, people in other countries who have done this training, they have literally had guns in their hands 
and they've been on opposing sides. This is really emotional for me. They've been on opposing sides of war and they each did the program and they gave each other the four. And that meant we did the program. We're safe. Don't shoot. Mm. And it allowed them to create some kind of peace within that. And so that's what I see. I see us seeing that we can't win with conflict. We can't win with war. It's about seeing that we are all human. We are all little children and we're not different. We're the same. I think it's world peace. Mm. I don't know that we'll ever see that. That's a big, big, big goal. But just like yoga and meditation, we don't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because exactly. People are getting this work. Yeah. And if people in those countries can use it to defuse a shooting situation where they would have killed each other, mm-hmm. that's powerful. Yeah, it's incredibly yeah. powerful. And just thank you for bringing that to this conversation because it brings it full circle. It's like, you guys never quit on self-mastery. Never quit on owning yourself and having all that love for yourself because by loving yourself, you love others. And thank you for saying we're all the same. We insist we're different and we are, we're unique, but ultimately to our core, we are of the same human spirit. And this is the perfect spot to end it because I want to leave everybody with that thought today. So Jen, thank you. Thank you for being of the same human spirit. Thank you for bringing me back to me. And this connection just like, I imagine everyone being with us and being with themselves. So thank you for being unity. Thank you for being peace and love and light and joy and (laughs) being that sweet one that you are. Oh, thank you, Abigail, for your power and sharing your gifts with the world because this is your heart unleashed. Mm. And heart listeners, thank you for tuning in. And while it's scary to unleash your heart, it's all so worth it. Keep leaning in. You can do it. You've got this. I know you do. Amen. So thank you. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. Today's Hearts Unleashed episode is brought to you by Conscious Ink Temporary Tattoos. Of course, these are no ordinary tats, and Conscious Ink is no ordinary tattoo company. In fact, they are not a temporary tattoo company at all. They're a conscious company that utilizes temporary tattoos, hats, and everything they can get their hands on to support people on their path. Conscious Ink Manifestation Temporary Tattoos consist of a dream list of positive words, inspiring quotes, healing affirmations, and empowering invitations. Even at the most basic level, these messages can have a profound effect by simply reminding us of our intentions as we go about our day. Every Conscious Ink Manifestation Tattoo has been thoughtfully designed specifically to convey the essence of the word, quote, or affirmation. I was personally excited to see they have a temporary tat that I permanently have on my ankle. This too shall pass. Another benefit of temporary tattoos is that they do pass. You can change them as often as you change your mood or as you shift from one intention to another. Conscious Ink tattoos are safe, non-toxic, and exceed the safety standards of the US, FDA, Canada, and the EU. 
made in the USA that contain no animal products or tests on animals. So be sure to grab your consciousing tattoo that keeps you on your path and motivated to create a life you love. You have been listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. I hope that you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you take it into your life and take the next action on your dreams. For more information, check out heartsunleashed.com or find me on Facebook at Abigail Gazda and Instagale at Instagram to keep the adventure going.